go by the name I'm of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know, I'm your pusher. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in the Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo, you are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Your number to participate is 877-374-7463. Again, that is 877-374-7463. If you know what you want to talk about, like usual, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call or you couldn't get through, you can parlay that over to today. And also, if there's anything we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and have your opinion on, feel free to do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the uh, phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind, okay? Or if you want to stream the show live, all right, and interact and leave messages, and I'll respond to them in re- real time if I see them. You can always log on to the business page of Sports Ground Entertainment Facebook, or you can go ahead and you can respond on my personal page. And if you're not a new listener, you're not a friend of me, send me a friend request. Might take a couple week or so and some days to accept it, but I'll accept it. And also keep in mind if you're not in. Any of the markets that carry us on terrestrial, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com and you can click the play button. And you can also make sure if you ever miss any of the episodes live as well, you can go to the same website and you can download the podcast daily, seven days a week, 365. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll? All right, man. So let's roll. It's Thursday. You know, this is the off week for Super Bowl week, but we still got NFL news to attend to. Uh, we'll get to that here shortly. We've got Robert Kraft and his feelings. Uh, we'll talk about that. And this will be on this show. This will be the last day I talk anything about Tom Brady's retirement. Um, you look, I, I get it. But it's so much stuff that you can say that we've been praising this guy and waiting for this day for like the last eight, nine years, really. You want to keep it real. But Robert Kraft's in his feelings. Want to definitely talk about that. Jerry Jones has spoken. I guess he's made a decision who's calling plays next year for the Dallas Cowboys. I'll let you know. Let's break that down, really, what this means. We'll talk about that. Also, uh, NBA continues to roll on. Uh, The Spurs dropped another one last night in the AT&T Center. Um, I could be off by a few games, but if I'm keeping track, which I kind of am, but not really, um, this is like 16 out of 18 games they've lost. And if I'm not mistaken, they're on like last night, I think that hits the losing streak at 10 in a row or nine? Uh, seven. I told you I was maybe off. Of, where am I at on 16 out of 18, though? It's something like that. It's pretty close. I think if I caught it correct on the broadcast last night, they had lost 14 of the last 16 going into that. So... Somewhere around there. It's it's a long one. But, hey, I told you. We knew what the mission impossible was at hand, what the what the agenda was. You know, even though Pop said different and they're never going to – this is the closest thing ever they're going to get to, quote, unquote, tanking. But I also said there's a respect level that you got to do it at. 
you know. And again, I'm just seeing the fight a little bit in this team. And again, this goes back to even last year, even before they got this young. It's just they they give out some explosive quarters. They can compete. You know, they've competed for the most part, but I don't know if it's just a young team that's lack of focus just for like 12 minutes and the next thing you know, bam, you gave up a 15-13-0 run or 15-2 and run, the next thing you know, lights out, party's over. Uh, but anyway, they'll continue to go on. Like I said, at this pace, I can't – and I understand it's not the NFL. You know, I was telling this to AC yesterday at the, and Jonas, at the end of the day, I can't see them. At this pace, they will – in my opinion, they won't do any worse than a top three pick. And I know the ping-pong balls can get screwy. But at worst-case scenario, I'm going to say four. At this pace, they're going to lose a lot of games. Um, but anyway, so that's going on. Also, NBA last night. I mean, you really had two blowout games on TNT last night. Um, not on TNT, on the four-letter network, excuse me, on Disney. Uh, ESPN had the coverage last night. You had two blowout games there. And I'm just going to speak on... Um, because I Boston and Brooklyn, I mean, no KD and all that. I knew they were going to get holed out. But this is the thing. The Suns, and I know there's a report today, of course, because they need something positive. I mean, Devin Booker could be back against the Nets. I think there's a game coming up. He could come back. And I've already touched on what their record is, pretty much where they were at before he got hurt and where they are now. And I've always said this ownership or whoever's owning it or trying to sell or whatever the case may be, they handle Devin Booker with gloves. I've always said that. They handle with too many, like, they hold him with, like, double mittens, like real soft bubble wrap, you know, fragile. He's the okay. franchise. I get it, man. But they were, like, my thing with Devin Booker, this goes back to his first couple years in the league. I mean, they were shutting him down with, like, 30 games left. And not really because of injury. Just, and I get it. Those teams were trash. The point is with the Suns, the reason why I bring them up, it is going to be crazy. It would be crazy of them. First of all, I thought it was already crazy given Aiden that contract extension. It's going to be crazy if they don't trade him before the deadline. I, the, shout out to Kendra Perkins. Okay. Shout out to Kendra because I saw him on, uh, I think it was NBA Countdown before, the pregame. He's the only one besides myself that I've felt that have said this publicly on the public platform. And the elephant in the room is Aiden and really the chemistry with this team and the lack of relationship that's, ten that's tense between Aiden and Monty Williams. It doesn't matter because to me, before Devin Booker got hurt, they were having these problems. So, yes, they wouldn't be losing this many games or getting blown out. And they've got a lot of blowouts on their radar this year. But they wouldn't be doing this without Devin with Devin Booker. I get it. But even before Devin Booker got hurt, they got problems. And they got to trade Aiden. He doesn't – him and Monty are just not – because let me tell you what's going to happen. You know, I didn't really think about it. AC brought up a good point. I mean, she brings up one every six months. You know, the 80% <laughs> of it, it's the about the Stampede Blue. It's like, man, you got to understand, like, two hours a day, five days a week, I get it. But it's like sometimes it just goes back to battles with her. Like, yo, man, I'm off the clock. Chill out. And for the new listeners, AC, that's my significant other. But this is the thing. Keep messing around. And Monty might want out of there. You know, from the situation that went through with the ownership and the sexism, the racism, the homophobic, all that stuff that their owner is basically been trying to back in the background, get him to sell. And he's unlike Snyder. He's kind of done. I ain't going to give up yet. 
I said I was, but I've changed my mind. So it's a mess. So you take that and you take the situation with Aiden. And let me tell you something. Monty Williams would be unemployed for like three minutes. I damn sure would take him down here in the 210. You give this young talent to Monty with a top four pick. Hmm. So if Monty, and he was on this bench, but I, they better be careful because we know the player wins in the NBA. The player wins. But my point is, is that I don't know if you sacrifice Monty Williams for Aiden. I know his talent, his upside or whatever. Aiden don't have enough post moves for me, and he's still a little bit soft, and he's sensitive. If you can't get along with Monty Williams, I've said this 100 times on these airways, I don't understand. I'm looking at you. Okay? There's quite a few people that don't get along with me. I, that's understandable. I have the type of character that I, it, it's no in-between. It's either you love me, you like me, or you can't stand me. Some people are like that. Monty's one of those guys like, what? What are you talking about? I'm looking. I can't believe nobody's talking about this. They, they got blown out last night. So you have that going on. Also, you know, pitchers and catchers, if they haven't reported yet, they're about to. Um, but I came across a little, little article. You know, it's crazy because, you know, he's lost in the shuffle. And it kind of goes along with, you know, kind of what we talked about yesterday in regards to the offensive linemen. Uh, for the Eagles, who's been indicted on uh, rape and kidnapping charges. And I gave my take on that yesterday and kind of looked at the other lens. If you missed it, go to sportsgroundonline.com and download the podcast. But the reality of it is, is that the, there was a report out there saying that this was a unanimous decision to let Trevor Bauer go. Speaking of the Dodgers. Look, for full transparency, I have never liked Trevor Bauer. I didn't like him at Cleveland. He just does too much for me. He's, he's a talented dude. I don't like the way he stood up Francona a couple of times. He's like, oh, hey, I'm coming to get you. What? Oh, let me throw the ball in the outstands. He's got character issues. Let me tell you, but with that said, you know, he signed a big contract, and, and you know, they really had to eat like, hey, no, this situation has a lot to do with the credit report Trevor Bauer got amongst clubhouses and managers. Because if charges was dropped, he was never charged with anything. And he served a year-long suspension. Last time I checked, Dodgers always come up limp in pinching in arms. Okay, in the postseason. Yeah, they cashed in that one. But, you know, Kershaw getting older. I don't even know. Did he sign a one-year deal? Is he coming back? Or did he go somewhere else? I don't even know the transactions. I've only kept it with the main ones. I know Zach Grinke just got signed by the Royals. Isn't this his second stint with them? Hasn't Zach Grinke been with the Kansas City Royals before? Fat check me on that, but I think this is his second stint. But my point is, the Dodgers are usually never in a position where they can just throw arms away. But I'm telling you, because he does have talent, but for me to hear the report that the Dodgers, this was unanimous, that this was across the board, we voting them out. This has a lot to do because a lot of people probably feel like from afar, never met the man, never probably will. But a lot of people feel like me. Trevor Bauer is probably an ass in the clubhouse. And he's probably burnt some bridges because I can't see the Dodgers who's all about. It's either championship or bust for the Dodgers. OK, I can't see them this quickly. If he, the guy's been found not guilty, never really were charged with anything. Yeah, I mean, we got, I think it went kind of a little bit to trial, but never nothing. You would think he served a suspension. Bring him back. It must be some guys in that clubhouse don't want nothing to do with Trevor Bauer. But then my thing is, why y'all give him the money then? I mean, Trevor Bowers had this reputation for a while in MLB. 877-374-7463. Also, 
college football, you know, we talked a little bit about it yesterday with, uh, you know, National Signing Day and everything. Uh, we kind of touched a little bit because things were still coming fluent yesterday. But I just wanted to touch on a couple things that came across my radar because I want to start giving this guy credit because, you know, I kind of poo-pooed on them because I didn't really focus who was there. But toward the end of middle of the college season, and I think it was after that time they beat A&M, um, Mr. Beamer, okay, Mr. Uh, Shane Beamer over at uh, South Carolina, you know, that's the son of Frank Beamer, Beamer Ball, Hokies, Virginia Tech. He's on fire, man. They've got some momentum at South Carolina. I mean, his recruiting class yesterday, I think it was like a four-star, five-star. There's this phenom guy. He runs track. They're going to have to share him at South Carolina. He ain't just going to play football. He runs track. They've already said that. I don't know the measurements on this guy, but I know the speed. He's got world-cast speed. I've seen the, the footage of him. I mean, he's tall. You're talking about that. I think they recruit him as a tight end if I'm not mistaken. I like what Beamer's doing over there. His dad always had a lot of respect for Frank Beamer. I really did. You know, Virginia Tech, even that going back when Michael Vick was there, you know, one thing about Frank Beamer, his special teams was always on point. That's why they called it Beamer Ball. But his son, it's in his DA, DNA, evidently, he's making some noise in South Carolina. Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Coach Prime, Already making noise. Now, what I've heard through my sources and what I've heard, and we can fact check this because we can look at, if I'm not mistaken, you know, we know how this developed with Dion getting to Colorado. So I really don't even really count this as his real first recruiting class. Even if it is, I like guys after they really get their feet wet after the first season. And I, that's when me personally, I start paying attention to guys' recruiting class. But I think in his first early recruiting I think in, in, in I don't know if it was rivals but if I'm not mistaken I think they finished like around I don't know if it was 22 or 32 or something like that check on that Jonas but the bottom line is this Dion I think it's over 30 new kids right about 30 new kids that he didn't brought into the program okay and if I'm not mistaken the where they finished ranked in recruiting 27th. 27th. I knew I was close, but it was 27th. That is the highest rank that Colorado has finished in recruiting in 15 years. No, excuse me, not 15 years. Since 2000, I think it says since 2015 or 2012. It's been a while. So he's kicking up noise, man. And, and, and I think, you know, eventually he's, you know, he's in the Pac-12. You know, I'm hearing people down on Oregon yesterday saying they kind of missed the boat. You know, it's kind of hard. I'll tell you one thing. I talked to you about Davo that, you know, you can't finish 10 and recruiting at Clemson. You can't. Not when you're making that money. I'm, I'm pocket watching. I'll just tell you, I hate when people do that, too. I'm not. That's not even in my character. But for these coaches, I'm pocket watching because they got a lot of money off of St. Nick because he basically went and raised the market. I get it. But Dabo's on that list. And I like Dabo because he's going to have a hard time turning down that Alabama job. When Nick decides to go, I know Clemson loves him and he likes free pizza when we win at Clemson and we rush the field for home rent streaks. If they start calling, if they call him to come back home where he won a national title, he's gonna have a hard time saying no. Just putting that out there. But he shouldn't be coming in at 10th in recruiting. I'm also pocket watching Jimbo Fisher. I've talked this about. He's officially, I mean, I saw it on USA Today Sports. He's officially on the hot seat. I mean, they're already basically, they already halfway neutered him. They're already bringing in uh, Bobby P for OC, okay? Hide the interns, 
hiding student, student, student athlete. You to hide him. Wow. Hey, man, it's on your resume. Bobby P was on the back of the bike, had somebody riding. I don't know if he was trying to reenact the Tom Cruise scene or what. And Top Gun, but he was. And then when he showed up to the press conference with the neck brace, oh, reminds me of Bill Murray and Wild Thing when he had that lawyer come up with that neck. I was in a wreck. Yeah, that's who you the, Jimbo's making all this money, had snake skin boots when he came off the private jet. Oh, yeah, Aggies, gig them. And then all of a sudden, you got the president and athletic director saying, nah, you're going to take him as your offensive coordinator. Jimbo's a play caller. Jimbo's a play caller. Minus the pigmentation, I'm going to say, Jimbo, you turned into Eric B out in Kansas City. Like, we know Andy Reid is a guy that's really masterminded. What are you doing, Jimbo? And where they finished yesterday, Jonas, I think you told me, like, 14. Oh, no. No, sir. No, sir. Not all that not all that bum-gumping you were doing last offseason. Listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, 877-374-7463. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind Fumble it, I get the bag and flip it and tumble it Straight off the lot, 300 cash And the car came with a blend in it all right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. 877-374-7463 is your number, or 877-37-GRIND. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. If you're looking to check out what's the latest new seasonal product they have coming in, or you just want to go ahead and order for same-day delivery, make sure you go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys, which we'll get to them here um, shortly. Um, you know, I hope everybody, because I know Abilene area and all up there going that way, hope everybody's uh, safe with the weather uh, and the travel. I know we're thawing out here. Everybody should be in the clear. Um, 
you know, probably by tomorrow, this weekend. Uh, but, you know, I was watching the, the local weather here, uh, down here last night, the weathermen. And, and I've seen people on social media in regards to, like, hey, man, just three more days and we'll be back to 65 or 70 or 65 degrees. And I'm thinking, like, I have been born and raised. I'm 46 years old or 45. I've got a few weeks left to say that. But I'm 45 years old. And I've lived in San Antonio, Texas all my life. I've never lived any one day anywhere else. It is 100 plus degrees, like 60 to 80 days out of the year, man. We, I mean, again, like I understand the, the ice, the travel, school. I mean, yes, that's the whole brunt of the negativity. But, you know, sitting at 35, 32 for three or four days, we, we can't take that down here in Texas. Nope, man. It's a hundred plus sixty to eighty days out of the year. That's all I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say. But moving on, back to the sports world. Um, yeah. Props to uh, Dion. Props to Beamer and South Carolina. And like I said, no. Before we leave that, that's totally unacceptable um, for Debo to be at ten. Missing the playoffs two years in a row, and pretty much Jimbo Fisher from going coming in at fourteen. Translation: After the product that they put out last year, some of the boosters and closed some of them checkbooks. Really, but like this is what we paid for. This is what we gave the NIL deal. That's really they won't tell you that, but that's kind of in my opinion. That's what's going on. That's where when you when you come down. I mean, how do you go from the top two class? Last year, top three, whatever it was, overall number one, and you drop all the way. That's what separates the Georgias and the Alabamas from everybody. It ain't a roller coaster ride. It's steady. As long as you're in that top three, it's steady. I mean, I think this is a record like eight or ninth number one overall recruiting class under Nick Saban. That is unheard of. We'll never see this again. Not in this era. We won't see this again. Also, um, speaking of college, uh, one other pretty much note uh, that I wanted to put out there um, in regards to college. No, I think that was it, what I covered on the college front. Um, no, no, I didn't. Speaking of Nick Saban, Tommy Reese, which is the offensive coordinator for Notre Dame, he's coming after him now. This is going to get interesting to me because Nick is not used to being told no a lot, but it's a situation that has rise because really what happened, his best friend, one of his best friends, Jack Bill from him. Like, hey, man, look, you saw it last night, Nick. Damn it, you got Tampa. I'm trying to get back. I got, I got Josh Allen in this damn division. Whatever. Come on, let me have him. That's the conversation that goes on with Nick because that's family, Nick and Bill. So now that Bill and Jack, Bill O'Brien, now Nick's out there in the, in the 48th hour trying to figure out who's this and this. But then, you know, putting, you know, personal interest to the side, I'm thinking, like, why is this fair? Why is this fair when universities have coaches under contract We've got National Sign Day is already baked. We're going to be starting spring games here before you know it. Speaking of spring games, don't be surprised you see Colorado Buffaloes. No one's cared the hell about them. Don't be surprised because the rumor has it out here. ESPN trucks might be showing up. They might have their spring game on TV. That stuff Alabama and stuff gets. You might have 30,000, 40,000 people show up at Colorado spring game. That's what Coach Prime gets you. The power Flips of Prime. That's just what it is, man. In the day we are, that's you know, probably underpaid them. I definitely want to – I've yet to get into this Ed Reed situation because, you know, Ed was going to take a job with another HBCU and it fell apart and Ed basically went viral. And hey, Dion was right. I haven't got a chance to get to that because I want to let it play out a little bit more, but that's something that I want to talk about to, about to our community. 
which I've always preached the crabs in the bucket with our community. And I want to get to that, Ed Reed, but back, back it up. That's impressive for Dion. But back to this. Why is this fair? If, if I'm a university and the college is changing, man, they like they took uh, I think they took photos on National Day. I think it was up in Colorado. They had Lamborghinis out there. Kids taking pictures. This is we're going into uh, Star Trek territory with college football. And I'm OK with it. I mean, the purists ain't somebody that's walking around with two hundred thousand dollar college debt is not. But I've always told those people like, hey, man, I'm sorry you don't run a four two forty. OK, hey, that's just reality. But I don't I don't know if this is fair, man. There's got to be a period to where you can actively go after another university's coordinator, coach, it's a coordinator, D coordinator. It's just to me, again, and this goes back to why you had to create something like the NIL, the something like the NIL and something like the transfer portal. Because why is it fair for coaches to draw? I mean, come on. I mean, and, and that's Nick Saban. Everybody knows how I feel about Nick. But I'm just thinking, like, is this really fair for just because you lost your coordinator to your best buddy in New England that you get to go ahead and basically, uh, like Ice Cube used to say, jacking for beats. He's jacking for coordinators. What's your thoughts on this, Jonas? Well, I think it's a little bit difficult to control, right? Because if the NFL calls somebody – Again, Bill O'Brien, for the, for a promotional opportunity to go up to the to the league, then you can poach coordinators, coaches, and everything from the college ranks, and you then you're stuck not being able to respond, right? It's a, it's a personnel decision. I think that that I, I do support some level of an off season, right? Like a time frame, like the, right. the college, NCAA football off season starts on this day and ends on this we day. We probably will be heading to that someday. But yeah. then but then what then what does whoever the commissioner of the NCAA then have to respond to Goodell when a, when again a coach retires, uh, leaves, is fired and now you need to step up and replace somebody and uh, especially going into training camp or whatever. Then, then you've got to, you limit the pool of the ranks of the talent. I mean, yes, it helps promote you know assistance in the NFL to you know maybe interim coordinator in the NFL, but I I I can hear a little bit what you're saying. But the reason why I will say that NFL is a little bit different because that's the NFL. It's not lateral to college. Meaning, like you know, people people I, I, you make some good points, but I'm saying that like for example, I, I mean, like that's the NFL. Exactly, you know, but, it, but so, it creates a vacancy, right? So, right, so, so if there was a vacancy there that wasn't, then you know what you need to do. Unless you're going to start holding these coaches to to coaching out their contracts, but the AD is not going to want that because you've already been trying to get Jimbo out of A and M for the last twelve months. Well, I'm not trying to get Jimbo fired. I'm just trying to hold him accountable. I like Jimbo. I liked him at Florida State. I don't like the way he left Florida State. I think basically bitching and complaining about their facilities after you leave, that, that's not right. But I don't hate Jimbo. I'm just holding him accountable because he came into the SEC with a lot of energy. Right, but to and hold a big him accountable, payday. you have to be able to remove him right. from his position. Uh, okay, look, this is the deal. There, You make some good points. But you know what you do? It, even if it's the NFL that comes and takes a player, then this is what you do. Then you go ahead and then you know what? Because first of all, Nick Saban, I know, is a guy behind closed doors that has even allowed coaches in college, or not, not coaches, but programs in college to carry the amount of coaches that they do. You know, it used to be an amount, you can only have so many coaches. Nick tested that and changed that too. Nobody talks about that. But the reality of it is, my point I'm trying to get to, uh, elevated quarterbacks coach. 
You got enough coaches on that staff that you got titles. Elevate them. Like, I'm fair. Like I said, I try to be fair. Regardless if it's a team I've got interest in or whatever, when I'm looking at the game, I'm like, yo, man, okay, Washington Huskies OC told you no. I thought it was the Commanders. But it was the Washington Huskies. Now you're going to Notre Dame and you're jacking them because it basically if you're Nick Saban, you're relying on at this point, uh, it's a lateral move. But this program carries more weight than that program. Do you want to be a part of this? Or do, that's basically what he's trying to do. That's what it's coming down to. Yeah, but you pushed back on me in December when we talked when we had the conversation about Coach Trailer being upset about other programs not not actively pursuing players not in the transfer portal, leaving UTSA, but actually signed players. And pursuing them, and you said, "Well, I mean, if if if, if the coaches can do it, then the players got to be able to do it too. And coaches should be able to go after big bank eats little bank. So why why can't big bank Alabama eat big bank or little bank Notre Dame?" You did recall that, right? I did push back on that, and I still stand by that. But I'm gonna tell you why I think it's different. Well, you might not buy it, but I'm gonna tell you why it is. The reality is this: people think automatically. And and I would say eighty percent that is the case, but uh, but but you know you we assume even in the media, and I don't consider myself part of the media just for the new listeners. I'm never having eighteen years doing this, but the media and the bloggers and the writers, they sit there and they assume that kids automatically, whether they're quarterbacks running backs, receivers, they automatically pick the university just for the head coach. Sometimes it's the coordinator. Sometimes it's the type of offense, the coordinator you got. So the reason why I'm thinking is it fair? Because, again, the same thing we say about coaches, you have players that have now in this back about to start spring ball here pretty soon, and you have players that have a quarterbacks, receivers that have chose the program, not just because of Nick said, but, hey, man, you know what? Have you seen the receivers they've sent to the league and you know the offense they go? It's, so that could be the case at Notre Dame. And we already know that it's a different criteria that you have to get approved to get recruited by Notre Dame. That's why Brian Kelly left. Because he feared like, look, man, I got my ass kicked twice. I took a team here from South Bend. It's just, again, you can compete. You can make playoffs. You can win in Notre Dame. But when it comes down to just even what we're looking at, this current 14 playoff, when it comes to get the – look, prime example was what we just watched in T.C. and Georgia. That's a talent thing. TCU just, I mean, when people say, well, damn, were they supposed to be there? They got beat out. That is a bros and joes that it's just we've got guys. you got guys that are going to be selling insurance. you got guys that are going to be basically saying paper or plastic, or you got guys that's going to be hired into family, mama and daddy's company. we got guys that's going to be on Sundays that, that are going to be possibly all pros someday. So there's levels to this. So at the end of the day, like Notre Dame, we know the criteria they can be, but you're you've got kids that have chose Notre Dame for certain reasons and maybe chose because of that coordinator. So that's just my thing. I mean, I'm not making a big deal. Look, it's no need to gripe and complain about it because college football has changed. It's changing, and that's why I said we're heading to Star Trek area. We're out into another galaxy with this stuff. A career day, man. It used to be guys, kids show up junior year. Oh, you know, hey, man, I got the hats here. I'm going to put the, the local news is here. Let me put the hat that I chose. Guys are jumping out of balloons announcing it. They're taking picture day on National Side Day with Lamborghinis, man, parked out. I mean, that's prime, but you got that, that's all part of recruiting. That's all. We're going to walk a lot. It's different times, man. I have no problem with it, though, but I know a lot of people do. All right. 
877-374-7463. All right, switching gears to the pros. Let's talk about Dallas. Jerry came out yesterday and said, hey, you know what? Mike McCarthy is going to call plays next year. Now, we already knew. I mean, Jerry wasn't breaking news. I mean, we knew once they fired Kellen Moore. And I pay attention to keywords when guys switch places. I saw Frank Wright's press conference last night. I'll talk about that. Frank put some shots out. With no real drive-by, but he licked in the air. He did some morning shots back at old Indy. Don't know what the hell they do. And them in Arizona, man, what the hell are they doing? I mean, Arizona, there's a reason why it took Colorado up in Denver to take a while to get a coach. <laughs> they were big game hunting. Okay, they were out deep sea fish, blue marlins. Okay, that's what deep pockets do. Not trust fund babies like Jim Ursay. Deep pockets. Okay. A lot of blue light specials. A lot of money spending them lines at Walmart. That's big time stuff. But what the hell is Arizona and Colts getting? I'll get to them. But let's go back to Mike McCarthy. Let me tell you what this is. Because we saw the writing on the wall. And I paid attention to Kellen Moore's comments about here. Boy, he's trying to, you know, everybody has, everybody takes all this stuff when they're a tenure at a job. And they hear it in social media. But then when they go out, you can tell Kellen, hey, I'm excited to work jointly to create an offense. Oh, when I look at Hibbert, I mean, this guy makes all the throws. I'm like, damn, man, did you sit in the quarterback's room with this guy out of Mississippi State? You just going to talk like that? But that's the time that we're in. I caught them subliminals because what we want to say about Kellen Moore, I'm not a big fan of him either, but he was unemployed for two minutes. Back to Jerry Jones and what this means. Remember when Mike McCarthy stayed over at Jerry's house when they was interviewing to get the job and they had that sleepover and they probably just shared a bunk bed or maybe made some s'mores and stuff? Conversations was there about how this was going to go. And really what this tells me is like, you know what? You made me inherit Kellen Moore, which is facts. You made me inherit this guy. I've called plays for pretty much the whole time that I was in Green Bay. I went to what the team, Dak, and everybody was accustomed to. And I believe these conversations took place about a year or two ago. Meaning like, and that's why Jerry, I believe, was so adamant about, no, if I thought Mike McCarthy wasn't for the guy for the job, he'd be gone, blah, blah, blah. Because I think he knew that this is what we're going to do. couple years, we're going to do it my way. And if it don't work out, then you can take over play calling. You think I'm crazy. These conversations go on, man. When you're talking about making four or five year commitments to people, it's just like running a Fortune 500 company. You got to make business decisions and you got to talk about things ahead of schedule. Chess, not checkers. And I think but at the same time, you know what Jerry's doing also? OK, I told you that. Yeah, we can go. You're safe. Yeah, yeah. I knew Sean was out there. Everything, blah, blah, blah. But Jerry's giving him enough rope. Like, go ahead. I'm gonna let you call plays next year. But well, this guy that I invested a quarter billion dollars to don't look better. I don't know if Jerry doesn't really sound like that, but you're gonna it's gonna be your ass. That's pretty much what it comes down to, man. Mike McCarthy. Anytime coaches, this is the thing in NFL. When coaches, and I heard Keyshawn Johnson even confirm this the other day. When coaches start firing coordinators or they start taking over play calling, they are on the Titanic. And they've already heard. They didn't hear that the iceberg was right ahead. The band's playing. They're trying to save their ass. But Jerry's sitting there saying, I know what I told you. That's fine. Go ahead. Call the plays. <laughs> and if we ain't in that NFC championship game or I ain't going to Vegas for the Super Bowl, the city that I voted to allow to get in this thing, and I allowed Mark to go to Vegas. If I can't get there in the Super Bowl next year, sorry, you're gone. That's what this is about. Is my who is the going to be? Look at the quarterbacks coach. 
Who is teaching Dak? Who is sitting there in a room with him with a clicker saying, hey, what'd you do here? Didn't we talk about this? Because I guarantee you, old Les Ride guy that could say whatever he wanted to to a rookie coach and all that, it's going to be some coming to Jesus moments in the meetings with Sean Payton. He's going to be there with that clicker and be like, Russ, what you doing there? You thinking about Sierra? Was it a video shoot you were supposed to be at? That's the class shape. That's coaching. But you got to have scans on the wall. Sean got that. And for all these haters out, oh, one Super Bowl. Which, look at the context of what that guy's done in the 504. But this ain't about them yet. Back to Dallas. That's what it is. So let, you, let it be known. This is a move that I think that was talked about when Mike took the job because that's basically what he did. He inherited, and Jerry's like really the only owner that operates like that. Jerry, Jerry makes coaches inherit who he wants on the assistant staff. When you're a coach, you're supposed to have really the final decision, especially a Super Bowl winning coach, Mike McCarthy on his resume. You're supposed to have final decisions from day one about your coaching staff. Jerry didn't give him that. So Jerry trying to do a Jerry trying to hit the reset. Like, all right, man, it's your way now. Do am I looking at a big, big difference for Cowboys offense with Mike McCarthy calling? I mean, I've always said play calling is an art. Not everybody can do it. And, and there's some people that do it a lot better than others. It is like poetry for what I've been told. That's why it's really I'd rather care who the hell's a quarterback coach who's working with Dak more than really who calling the plays. Dak needs coach Dak needs better coaching. And this to me, this is just moving bad debt credit card debt around. This is just basically dirty ditches syndrome to me. Listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 877-374-7463. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.